0: Nervous Habits Bonus Content.
1: Hello, Namaste, Shalom, and welcome to Nervous Habits Bonus Content. The first ever edition, guys. I am joined right now by two guests from previous episodes. I have Mr. Jeremy Pactor, who was a guest on episode 9 of the pod and Mr. Stefanos Axios, who was featured on episode 16.
0: Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, Ricky. Thanks for having us. It's oh, an honor to be here, sir. <laughs> State your name and your affiliation, please. Yeah. Um, so, guys, there's really no
1: structure for this conversation. This is going to be a free-form discussion um, on the bonus content. I'm not going to, you know... Be guiding the conversation anyway. This is just for uh, our fervent fans of Nervous Habits to get a little behind the scenes on, you I know, our, the our idea behind the scenes on our ideas, our opinions. Um, delve a little bit deeper than we do on the show. Um, so I mean, take it away. Like,
0: what, what, uh, what topics do you guys think we need to we need to explore a little bit more, uh, Stefano or Jeremy? Well,
2: I think the fans have been clamoring for uh, us to, to talk a little bit about dating. Women, I know you covered that in one episode, but um, I think we've had some interesting discussions since then that uh, maybe the uh, listeners might want to hear. We going off the dome here. Off the dome,
1: Stevanos. I will ask you to speak up a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. We yeah. do have our production team is, is letting me know that you're you need a projector voice. <laughs> um, but but Jeremy, I also know that
0: you know I want to make sure you have an opportunity to chime in. Thank uh, you, buddy. Episode nine, your contributions were. Were important, so feel free to feel free to you know express some opinions and get this conversation started.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, what we were just talking about earlier was um, modern dating, in the sense of dating apps and meeting people in real life, and how girls perceive dates compared to how guys perceive dates. So, should we d- dive back into our our debate? So, uh, yeah, say a little more. So. Ricky has a lot of experience going on dates, and... I don't. I'm sorry, Mom. All right, fine. Yeah, like, there's, like, for the...
0: the yeah, I don't know, like... What about like, Christian? Devout um, Well, I mean, I don't want to... It's like, I, I want to make sure that you can talk... Um, yeah, we're going to keep this PG.
1: Nah, man. I mean, this is... By the way, this is the first... I know it's a bonus content, so it's, like, the first time we have three people. It's going to be interesting, like, dividing... Dividing time. Um, I mean, just to kind of recap, like we were having kind of a free-form discussion, the three of us sitting on my couch, um, talking about dating and you know the, the options that women have and, and that men have and whether or not it it's led to kind of. Do you guys know about the pl- uh, concept of pluralistic ignorance? Like it's like in in um the bystander effect in psychology, if someone is on the side of the road and they need help, everyone no one helps because you're expecting someone else to help. That kind of thing. I feel like you have that. But in how does that apply to dating? Because I
2: understand uh, bystander effect. I-
1: because you have this pluralistic ignorance between men and women, where men are expecting like women to put in the effort and like make the like the, um, like continue the momentum of the relationship, and women are expecting that a men, and then eventually becomes too much work and too much effort. But it's more both so women people.
2: expecting that uh, that effort on the men's side. I think it's kind of a given, and I guess the maybe way we we are, you know, currently pursue relationships. or neither.
3: I mean, I I think like especially now. Um, if you're looking for like a, a serious relationship, you're kind of hoping that both people are going to contribute equally. And again, like women aren't necessarily gonna wait around and, and say, "I hope he texts me and and uh, he's not putting enough effort, so I'm just gonna move on." They're gonna say, "I actually like this guy, so I like I wanna like see if I can make this work." Like maybe the first date isn't great, maybe like there's some like positive qualities here and there, but you're both a little nervous. And and probably going forward, they're like, "I'm gonna give this another shot." Like it's like this this guy could be like incredible. What do you think? I mean, because Ricky was saying, you you, why don't you educate the viewers over here. No, they they hear enough from me on the regular podcast. Oh God, he's trying to throw me under the bus. No, <laughs> no,
0: no, let's hear a different voice. This man was made for radio.
3: Yeah, I mean, he, he was arguing that we need to demonstrate value and have a connection, and especially like some sort of romantic chemistry on a first date for it to feel like a date. And to you know, there's some there's something to be said about that. But I I think that like when we were younger, we're talking about how like in college. You would just kind of like hang out with a group of people and eventually like your your best friend would become your girlfriend or something and how like now in the dating world there's like this emphasis that we're going on a date and we're going to sit down and we're going to get to know each other and there's going to be some sort of romantic connection and that adds a lot of stress and unnaturalness to the date and i think that is there a way to get rid of that i mean because i i've been trying to go in and just say like i'm just going to try to have a good time get to know someone like maybe like if there's some like redeeming qualities of this person Mm. like a I will uh, give it another try, or just like, but I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it's it's different in the real world than it is in, in college. I mean, what do you think, Stephanos?
1: What what are your thoughts on that?
3: Uh, I mean, I I think that's
2: like a very idealistic, uh, I guess, uh, hope for relationships because I think you need both parties to buy in on that idea. Uh, yeah, you can have the the you can intend to go on a date um, with the idea that you want to get to know somebody. You don't you don't want to necessarily. Uh, adhere to some uh, relationship norms. You, you, you got to have the kids at the end of the first date. Uh, you have to say certain things, um, but maybe the other person isn't uh, feeling the same way. They, they, they expect those things, they, those, those norms that they expect you to uh, adhere to those. So I, I, I'm not so sure you can uh, necessarily get that. Can we, can,
3: we, can we pin down like, do you think that there's a certain like age or maturity category of the people seeking dates at this point? I mean, like, if you're seeking a relationship in your, like, late 20s, early 30s, probably you're more forgiving, right, with, like, how the date's going. I mean, what do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. In your early 20s, you're uh, you're less likely to be uh, needing, maybe, or, or wanting that more mature uh, your dating relationship, uh, I guess, experience. Uh, but when you get into your later 20s, it's probably easier to find somebody that's, uh, find people that are interested in
3: that like like, like with all these like theories out there i mean if you if you talk to a guy who's like spent some time thinking about this he he gets all in his head about like you have to demonstrate value and girls there's thousands of people out there that they they're like like desperate to talk with them and and they're just going to move on if there's any issues at all but i don't think i think it's actually a lot simpler than that like like the young children or teenage tv shows that we used to watch like like Zoey 101 or whatever. Would, Good show. Yeah, Great or, show. Would, would like, basically you have some, like, girl and she's like, wow, like, that guy is kind of cute. Like, like I, like, I like really want to talk to him. Like, I want to get to know him. That's, like, it's realistic because we're all just people. And this is where Jeremy and I were kind of arguing a little bit earlier about this because Jeremy's
1: perspective, as, as he's just kind of elaborated on, is that women will give men, like, an opportunity, like, a, a, a very... Um, you know, reasonable opportunity to connect with them and, and to kinda of prove themselves. And what I was saying was women specifically have just a boundless number of opportunities with other men and they have like lots of other men pursuing them that even if they are, you know, well intent you know, have excellent intentions and, you know, wanna make sure every guy has an opportunity to to show their worth, the reality is they're gonna want the best possible suitor and you're you know, you're talking to a girl, you're dating a girl that a bunch of other men have their eyes on. So there is like the competitive like the zero sum game aspect of it where you're fighting for this girl and so are, you know, six, you know, ten other guys and it's 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 competitive in that respect.
3: Yeah, but, but men and women I mean first of all we both we, we both go on a lot of dates and dating sucks. I mean you, you gotta start new with someone, especially if you're meeting on a dating app, you don't even know the person at all. That's not fun. I mean so what if you have a bunch of Possible suitors Like you wanna like it's, it's it's simple It's just like How does it feel To be with this person Does this person feel Like like it could be someone That I laugh And I'm relaxing And can get along with And they're smart Or do they not feel that way And if, if they do feel Like there's someone There's some potential there Then they're gonna say Let's try this again But here's the thing Jeremy I think that
1: what you're ignoring is the subjectivity and the relativity of a feeling when, you, when you're when you saying that a girl's gonna ask herself how does this feel on the date it's not that that feeling operates in a vacuum like she's gonna ask herself how do I feel on a date with Stepanos compared to my date with Jeremy how do I feel on a date with Ricky compared to my date with Jack or I mean, with Tony do, do you do that? yeah I think my, do you do that Stepanos? I think that it's natural for humans to compare especially in dating like different people in order to like evaluate how you know how someone falls how someone falls
2: yeah I mean I think so I think uh, a lot of dates they they have uh, similar elements to them so i i think you're able to easily make those comparisons uh you know one date might uh you, know, you might bring someone to the park or have some conversation with somebody and the, that
3: experience can vary from one person to the next uh yeah i mean so, so if you if you have a good date with someone and you had fun i mean and you meet someone else and you have a good date with them and you have fun do you think that most people would say i need to make a choice now or do you think most people would say well i had a good time so let's just see what happens and i'm just gonna like hang out with these people
0: um
1: i mean i just think it so i think and then maybe this is a little cynical but i think dating in 2019 is a con is a is a constant cycle of continually evaluating your options and continually comparing like i think women and men both have like power rankings and rosters in their head where they're thinking like this guy is a six in appearance but a nine in personality but a, a 10 in career and a three in family and and it's a constant like algorithm and a and again, maybe this is cynical, but so they're calculating all these different options and it's it's all relative. I, You know, it'd be nice, Jeremy, to your point, if if women were, had, had a baseline where like, oh, if a guy's nice enough, then he's, that's great. But I do think it's very subjective and people are, are being evaluated relative to each other. And with the maximizing culture that I've spoken so much about, you know, everyone is is striving to find someone who's a 10 across all categories. So it's it's difficult to date knowing that people are always, like, looking for the next big thing, the next per- best person.
3: Yeah, but I, I really think that a really powerful tool that's being overlooked is every time you have questions like this, you just got to ask yourself, like, how do I feel in these scenarios? I really think that women have the same insecurities that guys do. Everyone's just human and insecure and, and wants to be with people that make them feel good. And I do think it's as simple as feeling. Like, I don't I, – I mean, I personally don't sit down and say – Well, like, she has a good career prospect and this. I I say, well, I had a good time. Like, that was fun. Or, like, she's really, like, attractive, and I just feel good when I'm with her, and I I want to try this again. But, I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you're dating multiple people at once? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so then how are you... How do you resist the urge to compare them across, like, different, like, variables? Yeah,
3: you, you compare them, but you... It, again for me it always comes down to how do I feel when I'm with the person like because it just kind of naturally sorts itself out it's like you know what I like really like this person like I want to just try this mm-hmm. because like that's kind of like how affection works like you you get closer to someone and you feel like like this is it I'm gonna give this a try mm-hmm. and if you don't feel that way about either then probably neither of the people are the right option
2: I mean I guess I would just wonder you know having this this great feeling about a date if you were to break that down though it's probably. You know, if you broke it down to smaller details, you'd probably find some reason that you felt better about that date. Maybe you had similar interests or maybe they had uh, greater ambitions or something like that. So in that way, I think uh, uh, you can, I guess, bring some metrics to it. Yeah. It's a little... Uh
0: cold she's stepping us with a spreadsheet after the day robotic
3: input your robot input all the information the perimeter i mean yeah look like i I would say that because we're like consistent in terms of our core values and beliefs and personality like yeah across the board you could probably like ascertain like what exactly was so good about this person but that just reflects your core values and i think that just further demonstrates that it was like a positive feeling and emotion to be with the person Mm -hmm. and i think that's all that you need to go on You know, at the end of the day, like, because, like, you know, opposites attract or whatever, like, there's all these sayings, but at the end of the day, if you like being with someone and it's really positive and you feel good, then that's all it takes to, you know, to want to stay with that person.
1: So you guys haven't heard this yet, but Ian and I released um, an episode, episode uh, 15. So the one before yours, Stephanos, where we talked about a lot of the issues of dating at different ages. And um, like Jeremy posed the question earlier, like, or I think maybe Stephanos mentioned, is this period dependent? Is this mostly applied to people in their twenties? And like, maybe when you're by, by the time you're 30, you're more open-minded or you're, you're okay committing to someone and not worrying about like maximizing. So I wonder if we're gonna reach a point. I mean, the three of us are, are uh, 27 and uh, Jeremy's gonna be 27 and I'm 27 tomorrow, um, where, where we can like have a different mindset or whether or not, like we're always gonna think this way with regards to how we date. What do you think of that, Stephanos? Um, wait, sorry, can you repeat
3: that? Right, Jeremy, Jeremy's got you. Jeremy's got you. Yeah. What was the thing so I, I absolutely next think, topic. yeah, like next question, like, no, I absolutely think that I've noticed that, like a, a trend across like different ages. Yeah. I think that younger, they're, they're less like experienced, less certain, like what they're looking for. Like they're just kind of like trying to enjoy their life. And I mean, same with people that are older, but I've noticed with more mature people in their 30s or late 20s or maybe some younger people who are just more confident, more mature, they feel like they're not worried about like certain like conversations with you. They're not worried about being alone with you. They're just like very confident in being able to spend time and, and ask thought for broken questions. Just, they, I think the, the word that comes to mind is the word connection like people that are more mature are looking for a connection and they're willing to like put in the work they don't have this you know hubris about them where they they think that they're they should be earned and deserved i mean that's stupid at some point you're just like we're all people i want to be with someone that i connect with and I've really I've really noticed a difference with older people. They're they're much less terrified to spend time alone with you. Older people. I'm imagining Jeremy going out with like seniors. I mean so, well, I mean like to be honest with well, you. i like, you're back by eight at yeah. the senior center. <laughs> I mean like like you think about like have you ever like been in a conversation with a woman in their fifties or sixties or seventies? They're not like afraid that you're gonna like do something. They're just like, let's just talk. Hey, like watch where you're putting your hands, buddy. Yeah, no, they're they're very conversational and they're interested and they're interesting. It's just like much more relaxing. It's not like this whole effort where they have their like their pride and self-esteem, and they're. He should be working for me. I mean, it probably goes the same for guys. Like girls probably think the same things. Like, like guys are, you know, they 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 think they're the shit, and they're you know. Uh, I don't know if I can use that word here. Like, no, you can, no, you can, yeah, do that. whatever. But you know what I mean. Like, what do you think?
1: Um, to be honest with you, it's it's it's, it's interesting because I I hear what you're saying. I think that you know the three of us were talking about earlier how um how it's you know we worry about like getting older and what that's doing to our like you know our our social lives and our connections with other people but this is something that's a little comforting about getting older is that We we have the opportunity to kind of calm down a little bit about dating in that we're not we're not constantly like worrying like you know what if this isn't the 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 best person or how can I be spending my time like like Jeremy's saying we can kind of just relax and if we're with someone that we enjoy spending time with just break it down to like the simplest parts you know like you're not you're not like neurotic about like oh am I spending my time the best you just find someone who meets that like basic criteria. And and you roll with it, but then my question um, to either of you, I don't know if Stephanos is tuned in, yeah. is is does that mean that we're lowering our standards as we're getting older, or does that just mean like we're we're growing up and we're like caring less about okay. this? There's no go ahead, buddy.
2: Well, I think it's just maybe more a recognition that uh, you know you you maybe can't know all about a person in the the first meeting, right? So may, maybe there are great qualities about a person that you need to. Realize after one, two, three meetings. So uh, I
3: think you're just kind of uh, making accommodating for that. I mean, I mean, think about like when our parents were dating. You know, it was like, like you like take them out to dinner and you like over like months get to know each other and then you make a decision. Like it's like it's just that's just a much more mature way of doing, especially nowadays when there's so much passion for social cause and justice. And I think like as you get older, you kind of just like. You're less volatile in terms of how you feel. Do you know what's about- crazy, just on like a broad level,
1: is how much time we devote to thinking and talking
3: about dating.
1: Um, I don't know. Like, there's so many aspects of our life, guys, like our friendships, our, fam- our family relationships, our careers, You know how- what we want to do like, with our devotion to the world, our-, our spirituality. And yet here I am on my podcast— and this is, you know, the fourth or fifth episode I've done talking about dating, and you, like, all of us, we talk about like dating, all. But it's such. I mean, is it that big? I know this is might sound like a stupid question, but isn't that important? Like, who you choose to settle down with? Like, why are we so
2: obsessed with this? Like, generally speaking, that's a good question. I think we value our time, right? And then that's probably one of our most valuable resources. So the person you do pick to settle down with, you are devoting a lot of times to. So I think it's just based on that. Uh, it's a very important decision.
1: But, but why is that, but why is that any more, like, like I chose you guys, like, like I chose to spend most of my free time after college hanging out with you guys, but I don't like sit around like ruminating hitting like, Jeremy, did I make the right decision? You know what, you know what I'm
2: saying? Yeah. yeah. We
3: never, you know, there was no requirement that,
2: you know, there was no, uh, we never required
3: you to hang out with us. I, and if you did, I would have like opted out. Yeah. I think, I think we have this linear belief system of how the world operates because it's kind of ingrained in us when we're young. Like, you know, you go to elementary school, you go to middle school, you go to high school, you go to college, you know. I think, like, we just have this, like, core understanding that we're going to, like, meet someone, we're going to get married, we're going to start a family, and that's going to become our life. Because we watch our our role models, our parents, we watch our friends, and that kind of happens. And we watch TV, sitcoms, we watch all this, and that's always what happens. Mm. And I... Yeah. And I, um... I mean, like, another interesting thing is that the, the life expectancy now, and I've told you guys this before, it's but, like... It's
2: actually declining in the U.S. Yeah, okay, well, thanks, buddy. Well,
3: we,
0: we already discussed this on the aging podcast, but, but go ahead. But either... Okay, like, sorry, guys. Like, no, no, but, okay.
3: like, don't, don't, like don't. in, like, 1900 or whatever, years ago, when the, the life expectancy was, like, 40, and you, you get an arranged marriage, and you're just, like, I just gotta produce a kid, and then we're gonna die. Produce? Yeah, produce. And now it's, like, like you, you produce the kid, and then you're, like, wait, we have, like, 60 years together, like, now what? Like, you have to get along, like, it's, like... You know, so we have different needs in dating and, 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 and agreeing to marry someone. We have different, like, needs to be able to, like, be compatible with them long term. I, I just think, like, imagine, like, you're at a point in your life where, for one reason or another,
1: you take a vow of celibacy, or you you not only do you not have sex, but you don't have any, like, fraternization with anyone of the opposite sex. Maybe you're, you're, like, super religious, maybe it's, like, your culture, but you just don't talk to women, like, or if you're a woman, don't talk to a man. And, like, then what? And then these other aspects of your life become more important, like family and friends and hobbies. It's, so yeah. it just—I I just always think to myself, like, like, why? Like, I don't know about you guys. I have friends who 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 like this isn't a big part of their life at all. Like, they're very successful, they're happy, but they're not in relationships. They're not dating. They're not like having you know wild sex left and right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, like, they're, but they're not
3: worried about. But this. I, I bet these friends, like, were I mean, raised, you, you probably know who I'm thinking. I of. do. I bet these friends were raised like under different. Like a different environment where these things weren't as emphasized, or they weren't exposed to this as much as a kid. I mean, this this is the idea of like an all boys boarding school, like that. You don't have any distractions. You're able to just actually focus. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I mean, what? Well, I mean, you're you're not like uh, adhering to social norms at least in today's like public school white male system you know
1: sevenos do you ever think about that like like if you have friends who just are single they like are, they're, they're not even they're 27 20 but they're not even worried about getting married or settling down they're just like so happy and so comfortable with their life and you ever wonder like why don't they care about dating as much as anyone else does you ever think about
2: that yeah i mean the funny thing is uh, i guess i'm i might put myself into that category oh, in some ways oh, uh, uh, you know, no, I, 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 I don't mean dinner, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think you're in that category because you're thinking about it. You're
1: talking, I'm talking about people who don't think, who don't even Oh, right. Like, yeah. like, like you know, like yeah. certain people who don't even like who don't even like think of it. it's not even a blip on their radar.
2: Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, there's a distinction there. um I don't know. You don't know? No. You're going to have to edit this part out. No, I mean, I'll
1: edit it. No editing. I can... No editing. Can, I can, no, These I, are the raw cuts,
0: I,
3: yeah, actually, boys. Actually,
0: for the bonus footage, right. I, I might leave this in the...
1: boys. Yeah, this is live,
3: boys. This, this, is live, boys. <laughs> this is what happens when it's like there's no notes or anything. No, the, yeah. bonu- the, the, straight the straight bonus ahead. footage
1: I will not edit. I might not edit out. There's no but, no reason. You be. better, better edit it. I finally no. edit it out. Read it. Read it. it. Read But no, I mean, no. Yeah. But anyway, so
0: what else did you boys want to discuss? We're having a fruitful discussion here. Mmm... I want to make sure... Uh, Jeremy Jerry. has every opportunity to speak. Yeah. <laughs> what, the, what, what gives? Like, you talk is your show. No, no, but uh, they hear me talk, like, 16 episodes. I want to make sure... What's your uncle's name?
3: Jerry. Jerry.
0: Uncle Jerry, like, is not... Like, does not... Leaves a satisfied, like, five-star review on this podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about... Before, we were talking about... The best life. Yeah, like, like feeling like... Like, there's... Like, if you ever, like, watch these pump-up videos, like... On YouTube... Like, this is the type of stuff Facebook advertises to me. I mean, it's like... Like michael b jordan like getting in in shape for creed for the movie and like how he was able to like transform his body so dramatically in like 30 days or whatever like the workout routines and and how i I, you know i see videos like this and and the trainer says it's all about mindset it's about setting goals it's about being unbelievably rigorous and disciplined and sticking with these goals and everyday daily routine and then you watch like you know YouTube like Arnold Schwarzenegger mentality and it's like you, you, Yeah, you like you get out of bed and you think like I gotta change the world. No, but um like how important is it to live a life where you're trying to like every second matters, trying to maximize every second versus like relaxing and having a good life.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean and and I think I think we Jeremy and I touched on that a little bit in episode 9 when we talked about the good life. We didn't talk about the whole concept of a family, which someone ended up writing in um in episode like 13 or 14, which like is that is is that like a, a a factor for for most people where they're talking about legacy building, like everything they're doing has to be for the future of their life. Like do you think most people when they make decisions about how to spend their time, how to spend their days, their years They're thinking more about, like, their families or their own, like, maximizing their own,
3: like, their own, like, life. You know what's really interesting? We could tie this. It all ties into even the first part of the segment. Um, When people are thinking, first of all, like, when you're not involved in a serious relationship, I feel like you're not really thinking as much about a family. I mean, maybe you say, like, I want to be married or I want to prepare for family, but it's not really there like you're not you're not internalizing it mm. i think like probably there becomes a point where it makes sense to have this type of like conversation with yourself where you're you know you're saying like what sacrifices do i have to make for my family now that i see like a possibility of it happening but i think maybe when you're single you're 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 like more concerned with like um, like getting out on your feet and like being successful you know what do you think
1: yeah i mean i i think i think you're right i think that everyone really operates at like a different pace like right now i mean as a like a 26 27 year old man i can't even think about like making decisions for other people like i'm it's hard enough for me to like cook three meals a day or two meals a day for myself like let alone worry about another person's well-being but i do think like there will come a time where i have to kind of live for for other people um i don't know like i don't know if you guys ever like think about this like There are people our age, and people younger than our age, who have like four kids, who who, who like you know, who who are mad, like getting ready to be grandparents. It's like wild, but I mean, we're we're in like a completely different place like i told you ben and stefanos and i um ben you know i may mention before another friend of ours uh friday night we were just in a parking lot we were playing the hammer we were play, we were playing uh we were just playing catch catching the tennis ball i told them i don't know about you guys but like on the inside i feel like i'm 12 years old still yeah. like 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 stefanos and i talked about biologic age which is scientific but what i'm saying like how old do you guys feel like emotionally like do you feel like a kid do you feel like an adult do you feel like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you ready for responsibilities?
2: Yeah, I mean, but I don't think that's necessarily unusual. I think uh, you, I think I've, I've read some articles, interviews with um, you know people in their 60s retirement or even you know, 70s, 80s, 90s that express the idea that they they feel like kids on the inside, right? I think we're all kids to some degree, just with greater responsibilities and maybe greater stressors um, in some way.
3: I mean, my, yeah, my, my mom once told me when she was like. 55 that she still f- feels like she's a 12-year-old kid. Your mom is a 12-year-old kid and we, yeah. love, her, we, love, her, we love her for it. <laughs> no, but I, I think that's the key to living a happy life is to always be a kid Yeah. because I think like when you when you approach the world with this type of wonder and excitement and goofy games, then you're, you're never going to be dull and boring. You're going to always kind of Like, be light, and that that probably will make you live longer anyway, because you're not taking yourself too seriously.
1: That's like a really powerful message, Jeremy. Like, retain the playful, imaginative like exuberance that you have as a child, and then you'll be happy and and young forever. That's like, I mean, you said 60s or 70s, you said 55, but I feel like a lot of old people, like, if you ask someone who lives to be 100, what's the key to life? You know, and and a lot of them tell you, like, oh, like, you know, feeling young on the inside or, you know, living like a kid. Um, and I yeah like I definitely feel that way. Um, and I mean t- we were talking about like ten years from now, like what we're gonna be like. I can't imagine being different. I can't imagine being like, I'm, like be. n- not laughing at
2: jokes. Uh, I'll add one thing. I think uh, one thing only. Uh, as as you age, I think it takes more effort maybe to, to keep that levity because you aren't you aren't necessarily around your your friends. You don't have the same time to be able to uh, I, I guess be a kid. Um, so I think it's important to uh, recognize that you do have to put more effort forth. Mm. As you do yeah.
3: age, I, I also think that you have more responsibility, and you are stressed out, and you, maybe we don't deal with it that well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what's well, really interesting. I was I was reading a book recently. It's probably the Power of Now. I don't think I read that one. Yeah, well, that was, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, just like the power of being in the moment. Um, one thing that little kids are really good at is being in the moment. Mm. They're not like freaking out about the past or future. When you give a kid a like a, a toy car and he's playing some game, he's like in completely in the moment. And um, there is an interesting exercise if you have a pet to just like we'll look at your cat and think like like how is my cat living like l- look at the decision making going on when the cat looks around the room oh. you're like very in the moment like and that's kind of it's it's a powerful way to live at times because you're not really con- consumed by your past and future responsibilities or blunders and i think that we're less in the moment as we get older because we pick on more responsibility mm-hmm. That is that is really
1: amazing that that thought experiment. I mean, you can also do that with kids, Jeremy. Like look yeah, at absolutely. look at a, look at a child, look at a baby, and just watch them like like look at the world around them and and you know what what they're thinking and what they're wondering. Um, but what you said, yeah, like like people today are bad at, like thinking about the moment. I mean, we talked about this so much, but like most people on the weekends. I mean, Stefan, it's not to pick on you, but like this whole weekend, he's been like worried about work on Monday. But like most people on the weekends are like dreading the Sunday night, and like you you spend so much time in your life like fearing the future and thinking about the future that a lot of people don't like enjoy the present and like then they get to the end of their life and they're like, well shit. Like like I I said on episode 13, when they look at people in their deathbed and what they regret, a lot of people end up regretting that they didn't enjoy their life. They didn't like sit back and relax and be like, you know what? Like this is awesome.
2: Yeah, no no one regrets uh, having not worked those few extra hours uh, at the end of the day or having not worked a weekend or something like that. Uh, I'm guilty of Yeah, anything. literally, this is like the biggest
0: offender all because yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, I'm self aware, though.
3: I'm yeah, no, self-aware. I think you're better for being self aware, but yeah. like, we've got to go to work, boys. Yeah, but, I mean, um, it's, it's interesting because we. I mean, we've, it's funny. We This all ties into all the previous episodes of the podcast. But I mean, what, one interesting thought about the passage of time that I know I've spent a lot of time thinking about is when you're like five years old and you're sitting in the most boring like history lecture mm. and you're looking at the clock and it feels like an eternity is going by and it's been like 30 seconds. Then like and you if you have a full day like that, your day feels like it was infinitely long. And then there are days where you feel like it's like infinitely short. That is so that's so
1: cool. Like like sometimes like with us, like we have so much fun, hours can pass and it'll it'll feel like
3: this, but then when you're staring at the microwave, it's like come on, come on, come on yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, like and it's like is there something to be is there is this all attributed to this idea of being in the moment? Like if you are a kid and you're always and you're in the moment and you're in this classroom and something's agonizingly long compared to like a short day I used to think like, wouldn't it be a powerful tool if every day felt long? Because that mean does that mean you have more time? Like 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 what think, what gives? I, 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 it, I think uh, good
2: events and, and good activities lend themselves to the I guess the fast passage of time, right? So you wouldn't necessarily I think longer. I guess, I guess you know you perceive things taking longer usually because you're not enjoying them. Well, so.
1: But why is that? Like, Break that down a little bit. Why, if you're not enjoying something, it does take a long time, but if you are, it's short? Because that's counterintuitive. I mean, I what, shouldn't the, it be
2: the opposite? Well, I think it's because your attention is on the time. Oh. If, 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 if uh, you're not enjoying it, you're paying, attention, paying more attention to time as that's opposed to... That's really interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, go on. And I, you know, it, what, what's really
3: here. interesting about that, another like really interesting question is... Do days ever feel retrospectively short or long, but in the moment they didn't feel? Like like if you went through a day and you did like a hundred events, Will the day feel really short because you were super engaged, mm. or but and then when you think about it, you think, "Wow, what a long day! I did all this stuff." I feel like that adds a whole new uh,
2: uh, variable to it—the the variety of events in, throughout a day. Maybe every event was so stimulating that you didn't notice the passage of time. But at the end of the day, when you look back uh, at all the events or activities that you you know participated, in, it may see so, seem so long. So then I wonder, what if you're having an amazing time with your friends, but you're super vigilant about the
0: time? You're like, you're like, oh, "Well, boys, just like report." Like you're videoing the whole thing. <laughs> right, or, yeah. no, Oh, no or just like you gotta watch so it's like ding like every hour like like oh it's been an hour like en- enjoy the hour you know
1: what i mean like you have that combination of the attentiveness of like the slow time but like still enjoying when you know like time is actually going on longer
3: right yeah i think i think it's i mean when i think about the the most positive memories that i have they all come down to me being really in the moment and then really enjoying it and i think that like if you were to act like that like really conscious of the time it adds a layer of stress and it takes away from The positivity of what you're doing now
2: I think uh, Ricky you're really good at this being very vigilant about uh, uh, scheduling things ahead of time (laughs) and and, and so maybe not in the you know you might create some great itinerary with a list of ten activities or some events that we might do in a day so you're not paying attention on that day to the time as it's passing um, so you're still fully engaged uh, actually, I don't know where I'm going with no, this. No, no, no. I mean, uh, I think I'm, uh, You're combining the so it's you, the, you have the foresight. Uh, yeah. So it's the idea that yeah, you 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 uh, at one point did pay attention to time, but it was in the past. Uh, so you're creating some itinerary uh, that's uh, actually it's a little bit involved. Actually, I'm sorry. Not. we're gonna have to edit this out oh stop saying <laughs> no, that really, really, every time you say that i'm like i'm gonna make sure it's even like more edited in
3: <laughs> god and, and if we wanted to like do you know where, where i was going with that at all i do but but, then, I, but no good no you can No, i mean I was, gonna, I was gonna i was gonna take that. this like no, go ahead. let's take hear. this to a different topic a little bit okay Yeah. yeah. i mean, I was just gonna say what's really interesting is like if we think about like the passage of time and like how some days feel long and some days feel short and then we think about like memories and like have you have you ever like experienced like you go through a really really painful difficult time and then when you think about it it felt like it was like a really great growth experience but in the moment it was painful like I, like yeah i think so yeah I, maybe yeah like like maybe like um maybe a course you took in college was like agonizing yeah yeah and but then yeah, and ahead. then and then like so is it better to live a life where You feel like every day is agonizing, but you're growing. And then then you get into bed at the end of the night and you reflect on your day and you think, wow, I grew so much. I learned so much. And it makes you feel good. Or is it better to live days where you feel like it's just like pleasure for the sake of pleasure? Like maybe you're playing games with your friends all day, but you don't feel like you've grown in retrospect, which is sad in and of itself. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. Like a great example, and you mentioned this,
1: like taking classes in college. is like I took social science classes where I – coasted and J-
0: Jeremy would always joke like I-, I was in kindergarten like what'd you yeah, learn today building like, blocks today, like yeah, yeah. building
1: blocks and spelling and abc yeah, but yeah. like no I took classes where I coasted in and I took the A as opposed to like struggling with like a class in the sciences and like you know actually growing and learning more Did so, you did you enjoy
2: the classes looking back though? It,
1: I ended up well it's funny cuz like behavioral neuro which was my worst grade in college I learned more from that than any other class.
2: And that was an easy. Course.
1: And no, yeah. no no that was a difficult, was a difficult course difficult is what I'm saying. Now you feel good about it. And I feel great. Right. But like the but cl- at the
2: time the- it was excruciating saying at the time uh, i was like i hate this class like i I should do something else but
1: i I guess what jeremy's trying to say is like i guess you you can't trust your own judgment when you're in the moment about whether or not something's going to benefit you in the long run so
2: should you seek out uncomfortable experiences difficult
3: things yeah i've always i've always been a proponent you
2: you should be aware that
3: yeah uh, but but then how how much if you take it to the extreme and you live like a like a terribly stressful life where you're accomplishing a lot is that better than just relaxing (laughs) you know like this goes back to what I said about like the being pumped up like every moment matters and pushing yourself. But then if you're not enjoying your life then your life just ends and who cares what you accomplish? So I guess the answer is like with everything it's just a balance, you know? But probably it's more it's good to like err on the side of of growth just because it's a more fulfilling mm-hmm. You know goal what do you think i agree
1: with that yeah i 100 I, I mean i've always been a proponent like lean into the discomfort like anything that you think is a growing experience but then also it's all about perspective like i feel like you could put positive spin on anything if, if something sucks like you could kind of take the perspective like look like it didn't kill me but i like learned and and you know and it's made me like stronger and more prepared for the next experience
2: I mean it's also important you know, that that discomfort and that pain it has to be for the sake of something I think it's difficult to stick with something if there is no Outcome in the future that uh, you might be happy with or pleased with. So that behavioral neuroscience class that, that you took, uh, I'm sure you, you went in wanting at the end of the course to be uh, you know, well versed in some of those subjects, right? I
1: man, I wanted the A. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Get that GPA.
2: Yeah. No, no, you're right. I agree with you. It's, uh, it's hard to push yourself through things that uh, with no outcome you know, to gain. Um. Excellent.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, Jeremy. Any, any. I, 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 we don't want to be on here forever with the bonus content. On to the next topic. Any, any final like topics or yeah? If, this what else? Let's hear
3: one more thing that I think was really interesting was, I mean, I, I've lived in Europe and I've lived in Brazil recently, and it's really interesting. One of the takeaways I had from the culture of you know living in America, living in Europe, living in Brazil was how individualistic life in America is in the sense of like we were talking about this linearity before where. You just kind of expect to go, you know, there's like certain things you do and that's just everyone does that. You're, you're raised feeling like you go to school, you go to college, you, you know, you, you, you get married, you have a kid, you get a job. And then we kind of like settle down and don't spend much time with friends. We're, we're so worried about growth, about expertise and improving in careers and family and, and in America. We, we, we get so caught up in all of this that we don't really spend time with friends anymore. I mean, I've noticed that with my family. Maybe it's different in some parts of the country, but I think it's pretty universal, especially in Massachusetts and New York, I mean, from what I've seen, that at a certain age, you're just your whole life is your work and your family, and, and that's it. And I noticed in Brazil that every day, like, families would, like, at nighttime, would together walk to a different family's house and spend time and laugh and tell jokes. And I mean, you watch, like, Seinfeld and, and that type of show when the guys are getting, like, a beer at happy hour every day and hanging out, I mean... It's it's kind of like an interesting you know it's an interesting thing like I it, may, it gave me a lot of perspective I've been thinking a lot I've you know some of the guys I played with on my soccer team from Europe would say man in the Americas you guys do it all wrong you have you know, like everyone just like is so stressed about work and then they come home and they sleep just to do it all over again. Mm. And in, in South France or wherever, they say, you know, we it's all about like sitting with your friends, having a couple drinks and laughing. And, you know, one day you die, but you've like laughed and, and, and loved and been happy for most of your life. So it's a much better way to live. I mean, what do you guys think? Well, I think it's maybe more difficult
2: here in the United States because that culture doesn't already exist. So maybe it might be hard for... Uh, you, me, and Ricky to find other people that be willing to or happy to you know, em- embrace those experiences every day, hanging out after work and you know, just being so friendly. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jeremy, we've talked about this. Like it, like if you're the only one that has that
1: mindset, then you're going to be like like hanging out alone during yeah. the day while everyone's like working the nine to five. Um, I think part of it is like, says, like, like finding people who have the same values and the same like priorities, but also kind of like bringing it out in other people like – Pushing people out of their comfort zone. I mean, I talk about this with you and with Ben. Like, if something, you know, if like, say, for instance, you have to work one day, like, like pushing you to, to stay up a little late, or, um, you know, pushing you to to try a new experience, a little, because no, because like sometimes, yeah. and and I know this I know, this, I might, know this might this might be like encroaching on <laughs> uh, a different topic, but sometimes you're not the best judge of what's best for you, and sometimes your friends and your family might might, like, help be helpful in the long run. But I agree with you, Jeremy. I think, like, in America, we don't prioritize, but, like, spending time with friends.
3: But it's crazy because you, you say, you know, you got to look for people that will have the same values and it's hard because they're all working. I mean, in other countries, it's the norm yeah. to, like, after work, it's the norm to, like, have fun with your friends. And it's just not the norm here. And, and I mean, I would think that across, like, the globe, people have the same basic social needs. And I, we're very social creatures. And, and I think that the most fulfilling feelings we get are from some sort of interaction with other people. So it's just it's it's amazing to me that this country kinda of defaulted to this individualistic way. Maybe that's why we're so advanced, you know, as a culture we, we feel like we're the land of opportunities and maybe there's something to all of it. It all ties in maybe, but I don't think it's necessarily a better way to live. I, I would argue the opposite that.
2: I think that there is a greater emphasis, at least in the United States, on you know the the individual than maybe the, the collective. So I, I think that emphasis uh, it comes from uh, that uh, immigrant mindset maybe um, but that's uh, maybe for another podcast so uh, yeah guys I mean you know this is this is we've, we've explored a lot in a short amount of time
1: um yeah I mean it's been like a lot a lot of interesting like like bonus bonus ideas uh, maybe maybe one or both of you will come back on a future podcast and we can flesh these out a little more um, but Jeremy
0: Tevinos in closing remarks thanks thanks for joining me on this bonus episode thanks Ricky it was a great
3: time Yeah, it's some fun. Take care, guys. Stay nervous.
2: Nervous habits. Bonus content.